Here's what happened this morning with Stacy and Clayton. I've talked about my morning commutes on the show before. It's uh, 3.15 in the morning. I start at the very eastern parts of 8th Street. So yeah. right by Wildwood Golf Course there. Mm-hmm. And I go all the way down. <laughs> all the way down past Broadway. And I go over the Sid Buckwold Bridge. That's my commute. And it's awesome because I never hit a red light. It's all greens. And if you've lived in Saskatoon, you know that's awesome. That's going a down, great feeling. Going down 8th Street, not hitting a red light. And no one around you. It doesn't get old, Stacy. Yeah. I've been doing it for like five, six years now. Doesn't get old. It's just <laughs> such a good feeling. Anyway, I'm doing that this morning. And all of a sudden, I see one of those blinking hand lights for the crosswalk. Like the stop. Yeah. And I'm like, that's weird. You don't see those. You know, the odd time if the timing's a bit off. But no, it's 3.15. It's all greens, right? All of a sudden, I start seeing a couple more of those. And I start seeing some reds. And I'm like, what's going on here? I hit a red light. I'm flustered. I'm mad. I'm angry. <laughs> There's this guy on a bike. <gasps> and he's pushing all he's of the crosswalk buttons uh, as he's going down 8th Street. Whoa. So as I start like driving sure. up, I'm starting to like see him and see what he's doing. He's, he's biking, he stops, hits the button, and he hits it like a kid, like four times in a row. <laughs> you know how like, ding, 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 ding. And I, yeah, see him, yeah. I'm like, I try to make eye contact with him because I'm like, man... On the greasy scale of 1 to 10, where does that land? An 11. That's not... Ah, no. There's yeah. way more greasier things you can do. I think that's like a 6. Maybe a 6.5 on the greasy scale. I don't know. That early in the morning when there's no cars around, there's no need for him to punch those buttons at all. That's why it's kind of funny. I kind of respect it, to be honest with you. It's like, yeah, okay. He screwed up your magical drive. Oh, 30 seconds, whatever. (laughs) I got time. I'm always leaving early. I got time, right? But it's just, it's it's also the traffic gods getting back at me. Because in high school, I kind of did the same thing. Oh, okay. Eastside kids, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The crosswalk right by Lakewood Civic Center there. It's just a pedestrian-only crosswalk. Mm, But You can't turn left there because there's so much traffic. So we would just get out and hit the crosswalk button. Traffic would stop. No pedestrians, just our car turning left. The traffic gods. Well, there you go. How does it feel? They got me. 20 (laughs) years later, you got me. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. So it's not quite as hot this week as it kind of was last week. It was very nice and warm for August. And I found this interesting article that talks about how animals keep cool. Because you can look at an animal, like even a dog, and think, oh my God, imagine being covered in all that fur and trying to stay cool. And obviously dogs pant to keep themselves cool. Mm -hmm. A lot of other animals will do something so cute called splooting. I love splooting. Splooting, which is where they basically like lay themselves as flat as they can on a cooler surface. They sploot. They sploot. They sploot. I did not know that was the name for it. It's just the perfect word for something. Sploot. Because you go sploot. Sploot. And that's cute. It's very cute. Probably why they named it sploot, because it rhymes. And then there's um, spitting and pooping. Some animals... This took a turn. Yeah, literally just like spit... On themselves. Spit while they sploot? Possibly. <laughs> Spit splooting. Um, and then others, like birds, will poop down onto their feet. Pooping while they're splooting. Poop splooting, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. 
Anyway, because you know that if you like get your skin wet and a little bit breeze blows, it cools mm-hmm. you down. Yeah. They do that with poop and pee. Oh, that. Uh, which is super gross. Totally the same thing. Whatever. Anyway. Well, you know what they say, Stacey. Just a You know what they say, and by they I mean Chad Kruger back in the early 2000s. That's right. Splitting and pooping. Splitting. Just a couple splits. Anyway. That's a great word. Splooting. Oh, I'm going to sploot when I get home. I'm going to so hard after work today. Oh, I can't wait to just go home and sploot it up. Uh, plant theft. It's a real thing, Clayton, and it is gripping Canada as a nation. It's happening all across Canada. Mm-hmm. And you might be thinking, okay, plant theft, what's the big deal? Uh, it's actually like it ranges from, you know, little misdemeanors where it's like, oh, someone took that little cactus I had on my patio mm-hmm. to people actually digging up trees out of people's yards and plants and vegetables uh, all across Canada. Greasy. <laughs> Stealing plants, by the way, is a criminal offense and can carry a fine and a maximum penalty of up to two years in prison. What would you do if you're just hanging out in your house one day and you look out and someone is stealing your shrubs? What do you do? I would go outside and approach them and ask them what they were doing. Okay. Could they please... Because, st- like, it's not a quick thing, mm-hmm. right? You need to dig out a shrub. Exactly, right? So they'd have. you'd think you'd have some time to maybe rationalize with them and tell them to GTFO. I've just never come across this, right? So I've seen some. I've seen some things being stolen before. I've witnessed a bike being stolen before. I've never witnessed a, a full-on tree being stolen well, before. Well, and then it also goes to talk about, you know, like people stealing vegetables out of people's gardens, which hmm. if you have a garden... Like, my grandma had an amazing garden for years and years, yeah. and that was just just a thing it happened she would see the people from her window mm-hmm. and again it's one of those situations where it's like well maybe they need something that's what i was gonna so say she maybe had they lots it, right it's not like she had one single tomato growing yeah. she had a bunch but if there was just one carrot bandit constantly walking by your house taking carrots every single day that'd be a little annoying right maybe. if you've ever experienced veggie theft before if you got a couple <laughs> veggie bandits on the loose in your neighborhood let us know. We're going to talk about some raspberry bandits in East College Park oh, look a little out. bit later on in the show. It happens. It does. Because in, in communities with back alleys as well, there's these back alley gardens now. Yep. It's like the Wild West, Stacey. It's the Wild West. Veggie theft. It is real. Lots of drama on the College Park community Facebook page the other day, Stacey. Oh, no. Lots of drama. It's like an episode of The Young and the Restless. Um, we were talking about those security cams that people have on their garage and their front mm. door now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was one of those uh, videos posted on the College Park community page. Uh, it was in the back alley and some some kids on bikes. You know how those kids on bikes be, Stacy. Obviously, they're criminals. Yeah, obviously. Um, no, they're biking in and, and then they get off their bikes and it looks like they're about to you know jump the fence, maybe steal something out of a backyard. Nope. Raspberry bushes. Uh-huh. And it, it was the raspberry bushes that were like kind of poking out of the backyard fence, right? So right. they were like kind of peering in, yeah, and they they took a couple raspberries. Oh, it's not like cute. we were talking about veggie theft earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. People literally digging up people's and gardens. It's rampant across and, and Canada. Stealing it all. No, this is just a few kids That's snacking cute. on some raspberries. Yeah. Is that okay for if kids to do that? Back alley raspberries. Right? It's kind of like no holds barred. I don't like and 
I've never grown back alley raspberries mm-hmm. and had anyone help themselves. But so many times they just creep into the alley from someone's right. yard and whatever. You don't. If you're cleaning out the entire crop, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Right. But, but nibbling a few. Exactly. Right. I also there's um, a house down the street that has an apple tree. Ooh. And I was always under the impression or told, I don't know if it was my dad, that whatever hangs over the fence is free reign because it's out of your property line. Oh, what can of worms are we opening So if the apples are hanging over the fence into the alley, take them. What if the apple tree... Or they're on the ground. What if the apple tree is going into your yard? It's your neighbor's. Are those your apples? Mm -hmm. You can just sit there and take them all? I think so. Again, don't quote me. I'm not a city bylaw officer. If you know the actual rules, 9380963. We're just spreading rumors here on the show. Uh, growing up on Cold Spring, there was someone with a apple tree, and it went right on the road. And all the apples would just go right on the sidewalk and just mushroom whatever. Aww. As someone who loved rollerblading as a kid, sucked. Squish. Squish. Sucked. I'm just falling, wiping out everywhere. But it's like, yeah, not my problem. Those are my apples. They're on the other side, right? So, yeah, hmm. let us know of this of this back alley fruit etiquette, <laughs> if there is any. Nine three eight zero nine six three. If they're nicely groomed raspberry bushes, like you can tell someone's maintaining them. Nay, nay. I but think then, it, maybe one, right? Maybe one. What about if someone? Because there's someone again down the alley that is, has uh, potatoes planted mm. and some onions planted as now, well. Are they like fenced in in the backyard, or is no, it like a front? No, it's just it's in the back alley. Behind their house. Potatoes, it's different, right? Because you're digging them up. It's something different about potatoes, the act of digging them up, right? Raspberries, you're just grabbing one or two. Hey, theft is theft, Clayton. You wouldn't steal a potato from someone's right? front garden, right? How then, about the back? Then why are you stealing DVDs on LimeWire, kid? <laughs> Same thing. Oh, shout out to you, LimeWire. Oh, God. Thanks for ruining my computer. <laughs> Uh, CJ, who listens all the time, by the way, um, did some Googling for us and did yeah. some research, Stacy. This you... is mind-blowing. Okay. If the trunk of a fruit tree is on your neighbor's property, the tree and the fruit that bears belongs to them. Okay. Even if fruit-laden branches overhang on your property. Mm. Your kids can enter your neighbor's property to take their fruit because that's theft. And they're not even sure if your neighbors could come into your yard to get their fruit. It's a very gray area. If you have an apple tree, that's probably something you need to discuss with your neighbor. Because imagine, like two days later, hey, I'm just gonna go pick up my apples off your, off your, off just your, your neighbor your wandering lawn, through right? your, your yard. Or what if your neighbor just refuses to pick up the apples that fall on your lawn? Right? It's like, hey, those aren't my apples; those are your apples. Oh yeah, you can hit them with this. And then, how here. about them apples? What about this one? CJ just texted us again. If the trunk of a tree straddles the boundary line between your property and your neighbor's, it's a boundary tree. Each of you owns all of it jointly. In that event, you have the right to fruit growing on the branches that are on your side of the line. That's too much. See, this is way too I much. Like, I like Krista's angle on this story. She gave us a call, 938-0963. I think with the etiquette, I think that the kids, the teenagers, should be allowed because that's like one of my core memories. Like whenever I eat a raspberry, I remember being young and uh, walking down the alleys eating raspberries. So yes. I think the raspberries are free to go. They're just back alley raspberries. Like, who cares? It's just a nice little snack. Right? And again, they're just, again, kids, they could have been going in the backyard stealing stuff, right? No, they're just nice kids getting some exercise, wanting a healthy snack. Yes, exactly. And they should be happy that their raspberries are good to pick. There you go. You should be happy about that. that (laughs) You got a good crop going on, right? Um, I am more on Krista's side there. 
where it's like instead of looking at the bylaw, right? Well, technically, well, yeah. technically, I hate the technically thing. And right? like I said, if you're going in and taking every single raspberry, going no, home and making jam that. with it, don't do that's that. That's greasy. If you're actually yeah. doing that, yeah, that's theft. That's greasy. But when it comes to like you know just taking one little raspberry, you walk home or a handful. Okay, now we're see. This is where the gray area starts here, Stace. <laughs> Stacy, what is going on with water bottles? Have you noticed that That's water a bottles subject. Water bottles are getting outrageously big. Mm-hmm. Like too big. Those those Stanley water bottles that kind of look like a mini coffee mug, but they're giant. Well the Stanley ones are tall yeah. and they're aggressive. They start kind of thin and then they get giant. You can still set it in your cup holder. It's basically in a vehicle. an extra large slurpy cup. That's what it is. But then my girlfriend has one. It's a water bottle. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's two liters, possibly right? more. It's hard for her to lift. It's like it, a double gulp. It has a big strap on it. Like you can put it on your shoulder. Yeah. It's uncalled for. What happened in the world of water bottles? When did this happen? Like, I want to say in the last two to three years, it just became this thing. There have been some big trends and some big phases with water bottles. Mm-hmm. Remember Nalgene water bottles? Of course I remember When they Nalgene. first came out in like the early 2000s, it's like, guys, try and break these. No, Try and break these. Throw these as hard as you can against a brick wall. Won't break it. Won't break it. <laughs> I love that. It was so much fun trying to break those with your friends, and you couldn't, and you're like, wow, this is an awesome water bottle. And that was good enough. No weird little nipples to... Nipples? Spouts. I did not mean nipples. Straws, not necessary. It was literally just open this up and mm-hmm. drink water from it. Exactly. And that's it. Just put open some your stickers mouth. on it. Decorate just, it and make it your own. Just open your mouth, put a nipple in there, mm-hmm. and go to town, yeah. obviously. You've been doing it since you were a baby. Uh... <laughs> Uh, but like Nalgene bottles, even at the time, it was like, oh, these are a little big, right? These are a little they did outrageous, seem right? Those would be small water bottles by today's standards. And for all those people who do have like large, numerous water bottles, mm-hmm. what do you actually drink in a day? Are you drinking all of that water? Oh, yeah. Some people say like if the water is there, that's the thing. With smaller water bottles, you're done the water. I don't have time to refill that. That's why they like the big water bottles. It's like, oh, I can just sit at my desk for six hours crushing water. That's the thing. You have to get up to go to the bathroom. I know, Just refill right? your small one at the same time. Plus, I like uh-huh. taking little breaks, going to the water cooler, filling up my water bottle, And are you right? trying to prove something? But look oh, how big yeah. my water bottle oh, is. Oh, yeah. Who cares? Maybe you're just trying to, like, overcompensate for, for shrinkflation and inflation going on right now. You know how most products, you know, they're cutting back. Mm. Not water bottles. When everyone zigs, they zag. That's true. Everything's getting smaller. We're getting bigger. It's a conspiracy from Big Water. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. We are known for our quests here on the Stacy and Clayton show. By we, I mean... You. Me. I got a lot of time to kill.
Uh, not as much anymore with the kid, but still a lot of time to kill. Uh, 53 episodes of the Chicken Finger Quest. Tried to find the best chicken fingers in Saskatoon. 53. Still ongoing, by the way. It's an ongoing quest. Same with the Pepperoni Pizza Quest. We're 21 episodes in now. 21 for 21 the pizza? 21 episodes. Jeez, yeah, again, just check out the TikTok, at Clayton Croker, or on my Twitter, Cruz's Facebook page, whatever. That's where I just posted the brand new Saskatoon Quest, Stacey. Mm-hmm. Episode 1 of trying to find the best spot to walk your dog. Interesting that this does not involve anything gastric. No, uh, I'm not going to get gout doing this quest, so that's a plus. You should have done the quest for the best uh, glass of water or garden salad. Stacy, I don't need your shaming, okay? <laughs> this is a this is a safe space. Oh, okay. okay? It's a safe right. space. I'm getting some exercise. Isn't that enough? That is actually good, uh, yes. Best spot to walk your dog. I went to this Crocus Prairie spot. Uh, it's on the Miwasan Trail, east side of the river. Uh, it's kind of by um, the Psych Center there in Silver yep. Spring. They got a nice little parking lot there for you. They got a boot cleaner, which is really nice. Like, boot you know, the little cleaner. bristle thing there? Where you put your, oh, I know. For the fall months when it gets sloppy, it's actually really nice. The river views, oh, selfie city, Stacy. Like, perfect backdrop I saw for the a video, nice little yeah. selfie. The, the the, the, the river views, uh, it's just, it, it's nice and wide, well-maintained. Shout out to everyone at the Miwasan Valley Authority. 9.2. Wow. I don't really know how to grade these out of 10. It's the first one. <laughs> it felt like a 9.2, though. just felt like it, right? <laughs> Let us know uh, of some other spots where you walk your dog. Like good hidden gem kind of spots. Yes, we're going to go to uh, Ferdale. Yes, we're going to go to the Sutherland Off-Leash Dog Park. Mm-hmm. My dog doesn't do well there, though, because she's blind. So we might need some guest dogs or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. So if you want to join me, hey, let me know some suggestions, 938-0963. But yeah, we're trying to find the best spot in Saskatoon to walk your dog. And we're talking like leash walks, right? Like yeah. Maybe like date night kind of walks, right? You oh, call yeah. your friend. We're going for a nice walk. Instead of just walking around the block, mm-hmm. you're making it kind of a night. There best spot to walk your dog. Let us know. Stacey and Clayton, weekday mornings 6 to 10 on Cruise. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.